All right, so we had quite the cliffhanger on the last episode, Eric. You know, Loeb is dead. One half of this team is gone. And Leopold still has the rest of his life sentence to, to deal with here. Mm-hmm. So he really, at this point, well, at least at some point around this time, obviously he's devastated at first. Mm-hmm. But at some point, he realizes he wants to work on getting paroled and getting mm-hmm. out of prison. Mm-hmm. But this becomes a little bit tricky. You got a couple things working against him. He's got to change his public persona. People mm-hmm. still think of him as, you know, this... Um, elite child killer. Yeah. Uh, he has to, right, you know, there's, so. yeah, right, right, right. It's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, but also, he has to, there are rules on parole as well. Um, but he does a couple of very interesting things. So let's talk about his strategy and how he tries to get himself mm-hmm. out of prison. So he first kind of, the first big thing is malaria. Is so like, during World War II in Stateville Prison, mm-hmm. the army came in. They wanted to test different malaria drugs, see how malaria was, tra- you know, transmitted. How can mm-hmm. you, you know, all, all different kinds of things. And Leopold and many other prisoners got, you know, like volunteered to be to be given malaria and then to have these drugs tested on them. Right. And yeah. almost every prisoner who did that got their sentences either shortened or completely like you know, they were immediately paroled. And mm-hmm. so Leopold did that. And actually his 99 year sentence was longer than the life sentence because life, all you need at the time in Illinois, if you have a life sentence, your minimum is 25 years for 99. Mm. It's 33 years. So okay. he got the 99 year sentence and they, they ran at the same time, but like, you know, the longer well, one like concurrently, right? Yeah, yeah concurrently. Yeah. And so, but the 99 one got cut down to 85 years. Uh, because he volunteered for this malaria experiment, which meant that he was going to be eligible to start applying for parole, I think in 52 or 53. Yeah, that's right. I think in 52. First parole Uh, hearing was in 1952. Yes. And so that, when that was cut, which was, I think, in 1949 that his sentence was cut, Mm -hmm. he and his team, his family and his friends were really like, okay, this is a possibility. This is coming up. We've got a year to shoot. Like, we have a date Mm -hmm. to shoot for. We've got to go for it. Yeah. And initially did not work. So I I like getting lots of newspapers and you can tell mm-hmm. a lot from the editorials and yeah. what every editorial <laughs> said as he because yeah, he yeah, went yeah. for parole a bunch of times. And in the beginning, they're almost all negative. They're like, what are you like this child murderer, this mm-hmm. sex fiend, this mm-hmm. pervert? He's just arrogant, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, don't let him out. And so he had to start doing damage control. He had to start giving interviews to sympathetic reporters that he knew would tell his story the way he wanted to tell it. And just like mostly let him tell it. So let him talk. And, about and one thing I want to I want to say one thing really quick here, which I think is actually important. I forgot to mention it. So when Leopold was killed, uh, James Day, right, James Day. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So James Day, when he's getting tried, mm-hmm. the trial really becomes about homosexuality mm-hmm. and the public opinion for that was worse than a murderer in prison. Like that Mm -hmm. became kind of the centerpiece. So Loeb finds himself in a situation where he has to defeat the, um, 
not only the child murder charge, but also the, the you know, for lack of a better term, the stink at the time of homosexuality mm-hmm. on him that he has to wash off uh, or they are not going to let him out of prison because that at that time was considered, mm-hmm. you know, worse than murder in some ways. Anyway, oh, so, so that's what he's that's what he's going uphill on. Yes. And that is a fascinating aspect of the James Day trial that it more became about is was Loeb gay. And if he was. Yeah then it's fine to kill him. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where, that's where we were. Right. It wasn't even like, yeah, who, why did, who brought the razor? Who did this? You know, like what were the logistics? It was just, was like, Oh, he's gay. Oh yeah. yeah. It's fine then. Yeah. Uh, And, but that's what Leopold's working against Mm -hmm. as he's trying to get out of prison. Mm -hmm. And so he did have this going for him that at the time it was kind of mostly thought of like, you can do gay things when you're, young when you're a teenager you know okay. we, some people go through a gay phase because sure. it's, it was looked at as childish that's a childish okay. form of sexuality maybe mm-hmm. you only have male friends so you experiment but then you grow up and you mature into a heterosexual relationship and so okay. he was able to work with that like look i did this one time i had one sexual relationship when i was a teenager but yeah. then i grew up and now i'm straight i don't know how I know that, that I'm in prison and I'm, you know, obviously he's not talking about having sex with men in prison, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Now, meanwhile, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. while he's saying that in prison, this is, I don't, I I don't, this is a good place to just stick this in there. Mm He, he had punks, they were called punks, Mm -hmm. but basically men that were providing sexual favors to him and he was providing protection for, but he develops lifelong relationships with them and they end up in his will and he ends up talking to their children. Mm -hmm. I mean, he develops very strong relationships with these men outside of prison. Um, But he. I think is probably not the norm. I would say. For I would agree with you on that. I, knowing nothing, but I'm yeah. saying that's probably not the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. so this is all all going on while he's, you know, while this is happening, while he's yes, changing his he public has, persona. He has his, yes, he has his um, his partners mm-hmm. all throughout prison. And it's not like they started after Loeb. He had them before Loeb. He had them during Loeb. And, sure. You know, he, you know, not one for monogamy. Did not care at all. No. no, uh, no. Did, but yeah, he did have very intense it seems like actual relationships with these people. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's trying to change his public image and he was able to get some reporters who would just ask him questions and let him mm-hmm. tell his own story, which yeah, is, yeah. I started this school and I helped with the library. The library was burned down during a riot and I rebuilt it and I right. cataloged yeah, yeah, it yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I volunteered for malaria and I don't, I'm, you know, donated my eyes to this eye bank if I, you know, if I die in prison. And so it was he was able to give a very different impression to people mm-hmm. who would read these newspaper articles and it mm-hmm. slowly started to change and it's really interesting so when you see him go up for parole mm-hmm. in for like uh in 49 and then 52 and 53 and then 57 mm-hmm. he does not he's like he keeps not saying why he did it he keep right. they keep asking him and he's like i don't know i don't understand how i I don't understand. I'm just different now. And that was not acceptable to people. They needed to know why. And he would not say it. And it was a lot of like internal struggle and also talking to people of like, can I blame Loeb? Like, can I, can I say it was because of him? And some, some of his family and friends are like, don't do that. Like, that's a bad one. It's a bad look. And two, like, don't (laughs) that person, you know, 
I don't think he's wrong. I think he is correct when he's like, I, I really liked Loeb and I did it because I liked him. Because I don't mm-hmm. think Leopold would have done that specific murder if right. Loeb hadn't wanted to do it. Right, that's so true. I don't think he's lying, but he is really pushing that. He's and also he's trying to get out of prison, and he's, 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 he's changing the narrative. Yeah. yeah uh, and, and, and in fairness, if you want to think like a psychopath mm-hmm. or someone who's just strategic, Loeb's dead. Like you're you're soiling his bat is his name, but like he's Leopold's alive, yes. so he's kind of using him as a way to as a scapegoat mm-hmm. to put all the bad things on Loeb, take mm-hmm. and then take credit for all the things that the good things that he did because yes. you know Leopold worked on the school, but he didn't start it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I I don't know. It's an it's a it's a strategy that I would have a hard time employing, but I totally understand why he would do it. Oh, absolutely, and that was something he's like. That he wrestled with. He really did because mm-hmm. he, yeah. he did want to preserve Loeb's memory as well. And sure, yeah, spoiler, yeah. Spoiler, like once he did get out of prison, he did not do that again. He did not badmouth Loeb publicly ever. Um, right. But yeah, so he was like, I think Loeb would want me to do whatever I needed. He's like, because he and Loeb were both <laughs> atheists. And he's like, yeah. I don't think Loeb would ca- Either he's alive, like, either like his consciousness is alive and he yeah. wants to help me get out of prison or yeah. he doesn't exist anymore. And I'm still alive and I want to get out of prison, you know, so he's yeah. like, well, it's also a hedonist, right? So the calculation <laughs> is it's more pleasure for me to get out of prison than to than the displeasure of soiling your name. Yeah. Yes, I mean, exactly. that's exactly. an easy calculation. If that's if, yeah. if that's your math, that's an easy calculation. And I'm surprised it took him that long, honestly, because it did take him a long <laughs> time to start yeah. to, to finally say, look, it was low yeah. and to get witnesses yeah. who would say Loeb was worse and Leopold was manipulated into it and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. Um, well, because he manages to switch the script, I mean, f- flip mm-hmm. the script. I mean, because it originally starts out in 1924 where Leopold is the overbearing person who forces yes. Loeb. Yes. And by the end, it's he switched the, the narrative completely. completely. Yes, yeah. Yes. And then he also hooks up with um, a church of the brethren mm-hmm. who sets him up. So while he's in, you know, while he's in prison, he's taking he's an X-ray technician. He's working mm-hmm. in medical stuff. He's working on his social work. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes like a social worker. He's doing all these things. So he does, he gets, he's on parole mm-hmm. and you know, he gets, he ends up getting paroled and goes to Puerto Rico where they mm-hmm. set him up in a hospital. And he kind of spends the rest of his time there work, you know, working in the hospital, you know, accumulating uh, his, you know, he, he's, uh, I mean, basically a pedophile. I mean, mm-hmm. right. I mean, he and, like, and someone else, I mean, they are really, he gets really <laughs> debaucherous when he gets yes, out of. The term pedophile, not exactly because he's okay, fair. I'm sorry. With I'm honor sorry. one who's, you know, not, you know, pre-adolescent, but 15, okay, 16. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's definitely statutory rape. I mean, he oh, is absolutely. taking advantage head. of extraordinarily yes. young and boys. Even if they were of age, it, his social work cases, like people, he has so much yeah. power and control over. Exactly. Yeah, know. that's the key here, mm-hmm. which is his fantasy, right? Like, I think that's really, you know, that's the key to all this is he really enjoys that. And he gets sexual gratification out of mm-hmm. this. I mean, you know, even to the point where he, you know, he's still trying to talk to the the convicts when they come out of prison and mm-hmm. he's still helping them get on their feet, mm-hmm. you know, and he even hooks up with this other guy, uh, this other politician in Puerto Rico who, you know, they specifically go after underprivileged mm-hmm. families and make those families into the, put them into their debt so much that they can't say no to anything. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is truly, this is pretty evil stuff in my Yeah, opinion. that was actually the letter. So there's a letter that Leopold and this other guy, that the other guy wrote to Leopold, where he's like, uh-huh. hey, can you bring me a 14 or 15-year-old? The right, poorer, yeah. the better, the worse quality yeah. of his shoes, the more likely he is to stay with me. And yeah. reading that letter, I was like physically sick in the art. Like I, I felt yeah. so sick. And before that, I, because the common narrative about Leopold still to this day is mm-hmm. he was rehabilitated. Like, yeah, well, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leopold was rehabilitated. And then reading that letter, I'm like, I need to, I'm going to need to do something. Like I can't have yeah. people continue to believe this. <laughs> I need to like, right. What he was actually doing out there, you know? Yeah. And when you do that well, because it, but, it, but it's all in, you know, his personality didn't change. He was, he'd been doing this stuff his whole life. Um, it's just that his, his age, uh, his notoriety, his power, you know, even when he was in Puerto Rico uh, and, and paroled, he was still doing the same things he had always mm-hmm. done, you know, and he, uh, you know, so he ends up getting off parole. There's a whole bunch of weird stuff that kind of happens at the end. He ends up going back to Chicago in 1963, um, you know, uh, talking at a parasite conference, you know, 700 feet down from where Bobby Franks is body is he meets Hugh Hefner yes uh you know he visits his at the Playboy Mansion I mean (laughs) what's the irony there right what a waste uh but but you know he's you know he visits his own he had he had donated he had a huge bird collections before he went to prison he donated his bird collection to several places in Chicago he goes and visits his bird collections Sammy Davis Jr. was advocating for his his release Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean there's so much stuff going on. And then he, you know, he marries a woman named Trudy Mm -hmm. who, you know, as you know, and he doesn't live a very good life. I don't know how you, I meant meant to mention this earlier on. So Leopold was basically a chain smoker his whole life. How he got all those cigarettes in prison. I have no idea, especially a chain smoker. That's, that's impressive. Uh, Mm -hmm. But so he's, you know, and he's not eating, basically his health is declining. He has diabetes. He doesn't care. He's not maintaining, you know, he's bypass surgery. Like he is, yeah, Mm -hmm. he is not really handling things well. And so what's interesting is at so at the end of this you know he so he's carrying on all this stuff he's his front facing he looks great working for a church mm-hmm. um you know he's helping a hospital he's a social worker behind the scenes he's a hedonist mm-hmm. you know um a sexual predator who uh is you know lying cheating stealing you mm-hmm. know um so he, yeah, he he set up a charity foundation that he would oh, then give right? the money to, yeah. to the boy yes that he was yeah yeah. So he was, I mean, criminal enterprises galore. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting how, you know, he, but he had managed to perfect that public facing persona at the end, where, as you mentioned, his lasting legacy is the, mm-hmm. as of being, you know, a rehabilitated convict, yep. when in truth, he was just running as he just got better at running his scams and yep. hiding them. Mm-hmm. So much so that, you know, I don't want to spoil the end of this book. But uh, I'm going to. So if you if someone I, I assume everyone's reading this is go, listening to this is going to read the book. But I have to talk about the end with you. So mm-hmm. I'm giving people a chance to pause. All right. If they're still pause, with read us. Read the whole book. Yeah. And now. Read the whole book and then come back. All right. Here we go. So at the end, Leopold dies. His wife, Trudy, even before, you know, a couple months before he was dead, was saying like she was she sent a letter upset yeah. at his tryst. She knew about what was going on. She wasn't a fool. Um, and 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 Leopold had a picture of Loeb this entire time on like his nightstand or on his dresser or whatever. So she tears up that picture. Um, she, Trudy, his wife, finds in his possessions a, a, <laughs> a notebook of all yes. of his sexual conquests dated, yes. um, you know, uh, and 
Yeah. Play state name activities, uh, <laughs> events. I'm sure summary, of course. Uh, but he he also this is the biggest. This is this is the greatest reveal. You know, so bef- two months before he died, the common will was Trudy's getting everything. Mm-hmm. Two months before he dies, he rewrites his will and hands out all of his worldly possessions to th- the the men, several of the men who, you know, his his punks in prison. Mm-hmm. I think it's like Paul Henry, David mm-hmm. Fulford and, and mm-hmm. someone else. I think uh, some of the people he had met. Yeah. So all of his men uh, get, got everything and she got nothing. Well, no. So it wasn't quite that bad. He, OK, all right. Am I so saying, I'm setting it up. I'm hyperbolic got, here. Yes. Right. The men got right. gifts, but she did okay, get okay. the rest. He's just like 15,000 for Paul Henry and 10,000 okay, okay. for Dave Fulford and Iliud gets this. And then Trudy gets the rest. Yeah. But after Trudy dies, everything that she had that was mine, plus the condo, goes to another guy, Tony. She didn't get nothing. All right, fair enough. She didn't get nothing, she but get she nothing, got a fraction. Have, yeah, yeah. She, and it was it was still a lot because he had a lot of money. He, yeah. you know, from his his father and his brother had trust funds that they you know sure, set up sure, for him sure. while he was in prison, and then the money from his Gr- book groupies and, were giving him money too, and he was you yes, know, had a job, and he, he had, would so he pay for as little as possible. He would get his fans. Yeah to pay for things, to buy him cars and it sounds all so kinds familiar. Of I feel like I feel like people today uh there's a lot of single uh, Yeah, it feels like a uh, the Leopold it's funny, the Leopold formula holds true today with a lot of mm-hmm. people on the internet. Uh it's fascinating. Does. So she so she got yeah, she got nothing. But the point you make in your book, and we're gonna end it on this, this is because this is a great way, is that you know, he hung on to that hedonistic view his entire life, that nothing would get in the way of his pleasure. And you lay it out like this. He cheated on his wife, committed charity fraud, statutory rape, manipulated money from vulnerable women and had absolutely no remorse. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it was because of how he was wired or this, you know, philosophical view he carried Mm -hmm. throughout his life. And, you know, the ultimate conclusion you make is that he never changed from that 1924 teenager. And I think this is the right conclusion because I don't think that people who are wired like that you can't change them by sticking them in prison. It just doesn't. Well, and I think prison just reinforced his and yeah. taught him new bad edits. You know, there was no, yeah. he never saw a psychiatrist. I mean, mm-hmm. he talked to some, like he mm-hmm. had professional relationships when he did sociology research, but he sure. never had a single counseling session. He, right. he went through no rehabilitation. What we would think of today is like a rehabilitative service. He went through sure. nothing. Yeah. And all he learned was how to <laughs> adapt himself to the prison lifestyle, which is its own whole, you know, subset. How yes. is he supposed to change? If there was no incentive, there was only incentive for him to get worse and to get better at hiding things and, you know, bribing the guards and hiding this and, you know. He got better at a system. He Well, we mentioned, you know, you mentioned with Loeb how you have to have a predilection to being charming mm. uh, to be good at it. And, you know, as we talked about, Loeb was perfectly his lifestyle, his mindset, mm. his it was all perfectly suited for prison. And he just refined it in the greatest criminal school in the world. Mm-hmm. And when he came mm-hmm. out, he just was able to hide what he was doing with such a level of expertise mm. that, as you mentioned, to this day, the public doesn't realize. But thank God. 
goodness. Thank God for your book, Arrested Adolescence, where people can find the truth. Uh, so, th you know, thank you for taking this extra time because this, I think it's important to really get the full story. And you do, you know, uh, you don't cover the conception of Leopold, but, you know, birth to, to death, you kind of cover it, you know, soup to nuts, no pun intended. You really get it all in there. So, uh, yeah, it's a great job. So thanks for taking well, thank this extra you. time out for me. Thank you very much for giving me the extra time. <laughs>